Right, oh, let's... Uh... On that note. <laughs> Speaking of notes. <laughs> Welcome to Ten Forward, Season 3, Episode 2, Title, To Be Confirmed. Content with our content on another continent is the Brazilian ba Baron Basildon Boy... The man with the angriest walk south the equator, it's Dan. What is up, my M-word? I've had this conversation with both, or all three, you, my mother, and my wife. I'm not a boy, I am a man. And I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and here I, am in, here I am in the glorious summer sun of South Essex on this, Dan. The eve of my birthday. It is I, Dan. It's your birthday? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Hmm. And oh boy, do we have a show today. I hope so. I think I think we should say that every week, Dan. Just to, I mean, give, just to raise ex, raise expectations at the start. Oh boy, do we have a show for you today. Do you know what and I think it crashes actually, from there. Perhaps if we say, oh boy, do we have a show every time we record, it might actually make us make sure that we release it. Because, I mean, the last ten that we recorded and didn't release, we didn't say, oh boy, do we have a show. That may be where we're lacking. Yeah. Yeah, but that's going to be um, for our uh, our ten thousandth uh, Twitter joiner. They will get the special uh, rare B sides. So, and what yeah. are we at at the moment? Uh, Sixty four. I thought it was like thirty eight, but fair enough. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a pathetic giveaway. <laughs> Numbers aren't my game, man. <laughs> uh, nice Twitter, apparently. <laughs> How's it going, Dan? You cool, man? I'm cool, man. Are you cool, man? Yeah, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. Um, uh, you were complaining so, that you were hot. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was saying to you earlier, Dan, before we started recording, it's it's not really something people want to hear me complain about since the old pandemic took the old worldwide situation. I've been stuck in various paradises, is the only way I can really label it. It's either been on Mexican <laughs> beaches, Mexican mountains, or now back in Brazil. Uh, along the coasts, in many different well, Dan, places, beautiful places. Dan, I think this is it's a good analogy for uh, one man's meat is another man's cheese, because your word for paradise, I kind of recognise as third world. So, Dan, a beach you know, is a beach, potato, sand potato, and water. Potato, potato. Yeah, South End's got beach, Dan. Mm, no, it ain't. <laughs> yeah, it has. Yeah, well, we'll have to disagree to agree there, Dan, but that's that's not what the case. What what defines if you're a Riker asking the computer to define a, beach. a word? If you if you were to say define a beach, Dan, what was the, what would be the qualifying criteria for a beach? If I was Riker asking the computer that question, I would imagine that the computer is misinterpreted more than one time and then says or replies back to him, "Did you mean bitch?" Because you can imagine the filthy programs that man. I know runs. you've I know you've been around Mexicans, Dan, but I did not say beach. I said beach. Okay, well. You know, before I left sunny Essex, Dan, I thought South End on Sea was a beach. But I mean, you don't even need to go far. You could go to fucking Great Yarmouth. <laughs> you could go to Cornwall, Dan. <laughs> but the uh, the beaches I'm talking about, the ones that sort of you see in Thompson Cruise magazines, you know, like sand, white sand, blue, blue crystal blue, crystal blue sea. Ladies all up and down with the boobies and the bums, and men with pigeon smugglers. I say pigeon smugglers, I mean budgie smugglers, but you know what I'm Dan, saying. Dan, uh, that's overrated, mate. What you need is brown sand and uh, crystal grey waters. With needles sticking out of it and your trolley <laughs> in the background, yeah? 
<laughs> and a nice scenic view of an oil refinery and a power plant in the distance. That that's for me. That's what defines a beach. Well, unfortunately, in that case, I've not been to a beach, but I've been oh, to a place. Oh, and let's where not there's... forget now, Dan. Let's not forget now yeah. the uh, the token. Uh, you know, in the distance, uh, wind farm in the uh, in the distance that you can see just like twiddling along, like little little mini windmills in the background. One thing I think I will say about that is the the beaches, the mini beaches. They've all been well. We've either been facing the Atlantic or the Pacific, specific as it were. Um, mm-hmm. And it is quite windy. I think they're missing out on something. Yeah. They're, they're, I reckon they could probably knock up a few wind farms and generate yeah, well, it's a fair good amount it of power. It, no, well, it keeps us cool as well because all, all of that, you know, windmills blowing air at us. So. I understand that they try and avoid doing that in America because one particular politician, not to get into politics, then <laughs> yes, I know where you're going. Would with slow this. down the <laughs> earth, yes, <laughs> collecting all of that wind. <laughs> Dude, if anything, it's going to speed the world up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> you're a dick. You're a fucking dick. For just like a fraction of a second, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Didn't think of that. <laughs> Is that why Britain's speeding its way to fucking destruction at the moment? Anyway, <laughs> it's all the wind farms. So now we're we're, getting, we're not only leaving that we're leaving the continent in a literal sense. We're hoping if we put enough propellers on the on the island, it would just take off. <laughs> we can go around planting flags on everything as we're floating around, <laughs> just like the old days. <laughs> Uh, right. Oh man, no! I've been anyway. feeling um, quite quite nostalgic this week, Dan. And I, I, I mean, tell me just for why, we, Dan. Tell me for no, why. Be, well, you know, getting middle aged, Dan. I'm starting to uh, rue on all the missed opportunities in life. No, um, I, I opened a bottle of whiskey. And I've got a fine whiskey for my birthday. Um, Woodford Reserve. Today's episode sponsored by Woodford Reserve. Just in case they're, uh, um, and. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd, I'd, I'll have a sip before I, I put the mixer in, and uh, it's just that the taste of um, whiskey just takes me back to Download Festival, man. Just <laughs> the, the just the raw taste of alcohol. Because, and I, I was I was saying to uh, my dad did you about drop, like, drop so, twenty quid on a twenty quid. Did you drop when we were watching. on a pack of uh, noodles as well? <laughs> and it was just like um, I was like, when we got into the main stage on one of the days in Download Festival, they wouldn't let us bring the alcohol in, so we had to neck. Oh, we had about a third fuck. of we had, no, we had about a third of a two litre empty Coke bottle that we'd put all our whiskey in. We had to neck. I remember. We had, that. We had one. We had one each. We had to neck what we had, yeah. and they wouldn't let us in with that. But they let you in with that kind of four foot carved stick that you had with you. And I just don't understand. <laughs> it. You know what's funny is <laughs> I'm five foot four, and that stood about a foot above me. So you, you remember it was quite a big stick, four, that four foot whatever. It, it was a lot taller than that, but yeah, they let me in with it. And I guess I didn't really want to run their hands up the inside of my legs and find all the other. No, they could smell you from about like five people off. You know what? Can I just go on a bit well? of a tangent here? I remember being on the front. Um, I don't know if I told spoken about this on this podcast before, but fucking hell, we obviously get up there first thing in the morning, run down. I say run, waddle down to the front of the uh, main stage so you can fuck Iron Maiden playing tonight I'm going to be at the front I'm going to get my face melted that was reading fucking hell I remember halfway through the day Iggy Pop coming on and I'd I'd never really heard any of his music other than the obvious ones on the radio and even then I was like "Eh, whatever not my cup of tea but seeing it live middle of the day already hung over at fucking half past one (laughs) blazing heat and just this fucking 
skeleton with skin hanging off of him fucking in your face with a microphone and also every time the wind blew in a particular way there was this most horrendous fucking smell I was just like jeez this is the worst thing ever wasn't until like another 10 hours later and Iron Maiden had, had finished and we'd like managed to smuggle some other contraband into ourselves that fucking stink was me <laughs> I remember the shirt that you bought for Reddy. Your dog's just ripped apart with you. Yeah, they just probably thought it was some really kind of corpse or something. Yeah, that was me all along, oh, boys. Good times, man. Yeah, but um, what, what, what kind of drove the nostalgia home even more was the thought that Reading, the first festival that we went to, was 15 fucking years ago, man. Like, And it, oh, just to put shit. that into perspective, right? that was in, what, 2005? Next Generation had already been off the air for nearly 10 years or so, and that made it even worse. I was like, fucking hell, I'm feeling old. Oh, <laughs> On that note, have you? do you know uh, the um, intro song to MASH? Yeah, Suicide is Painless. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling like listening to that right now after what you just said. <laughs> 15 <laughs> years ago, 25 years ago, I'm getting old. Oh, yeah, yeah. man, so... Uh, but not to get on too much of a tangent following like last week's, but huh, first of all, lineups for today, Dan. Kids don't know what music is. Oh, let me uh, tell you. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> Kids don't know shit these days. Worst thing about it is that's fine if you want to listen to your fucking shitty pop music, whatever it is that you listen to that I might think shit, but you love. And, you know, as goes the pattern generations back. The thing that, uh, this is again another tangent, but the thing that like gets me is not listening to albums anymore i mean perhaps music of these days isn't written to be an album but you know what i mean you know when you listen to like rumors yeah. or i don't fucking know like uh, appetite for destruction or fucking farewell to kings whatever it is that music was written and it doesn't even need to be fucking prog music it was written knowing that it was going to be an album and people would generally like you'd hear the single on the radio and you'd go and buy the album and you'd listen to that album because I suppose it because it was on record and it's a bitch to fucking turn up, even with cassette tape. But it seems like kids these days, like they'll, I used to not be against playlists, but I wouldn't really make them because I'm like, well, if you're going to listen to one song, listen to all the songs on that album because it's, it's not necessarily a story, but it's a theme or there's a, there's a, there's a feeling that runs throughout. Well, Dan, it's probably like a sad standard that like one of my favourite modern um bands is still panther and they're not even really a, a band really when you think about it they're they're, they're more of an, an act i suppose you could call it yeah. um but yeah. in terms of like modern you kind of think man i can't think of like a band that i've heard on tv is like a new act that's come out in say the last 10 years that i've sat down and thought oh man i'm really into this like there's just nothing there and it's just Fleet, i'd say was one i suppose uh, i suppose so but the, the point being is that uh, i see what you mean yeah sorry that was just so yeah well, I think we're just kind of stuck in the past. <laughs> we just, I kind we of just feel like there. how your dad probably felt 15 years ago when we were going to a darkness and go, oh, yeah, man, we're into rock and roll, man. And he's just probably looking at us like, you fucking perfect cunts. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're in like oh. a version of that. <laughs> I'm glad that not everything goes that, that way. I mean, we've, we've got plenty of uh, TV shows and films that have come out recently that are still worthy of credit. Um, really? I think you're always gonna you're always gonna look back on things, Dan, and you know you can never go home. Oh. Yeah, but uh, true that. but yeah, um, I'm I'm glad that the uh, sci-fi scene isn't as bad as the music scene at the moment. Put it that way. There's still oh, some genuinely good programs and films that 
are still worth listening to whereas with music it's it's uh it's it's tough going down yeah oh um on again like just just to just to finish off that tangent but sidestep at the same time i mean i don't know where i'm gonna go with this actually it's just about me bitching you you always telling me oh fucking get to spotify or you can stream your shit and then all of a sudden as i always fucking said it's like having a little man walking around with you with your entire record collection on his back and being like oh mate uh, I want to listen to this. And he's like, all right, yeah, let me just do, 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 do. Here it is. Bang, there you go. Listen to that. Oh, lovely. And I was like, but one day, he might have lost that record. You might be like, oh, uh, can you play me the uh, the Lost Crows by the Black Crows, please? And he'll be like, yeah, do, do, do. oh, no, I ain't got that anymore. What do you mean you ain't got it? You had it last week. No, not anymore. Uh, licensing, man. Licensing. Oh, licensing. Well, that's why I've always said, man, download it or fucking buy the, buy the <laughs> CD, buy the record and like put it on the computer. Dan, 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 Dan. what's the last album you actually purchased? The Darkness album. Um, <laughs> when it first came out, yeah? <laughs> no, man. And that one I bought a fair few times because I'd lend it out. And people would be like, oh, I'm enjoying it so much. I was like, you keep that. I'm going to buy it again. But besides that, I think it was the last uh, the Darkness. What was the last Darkness album? Oh, Easter is cancelled. And that fucking wound me up because the car, I mean, I've never really had a new car. This particular car was certainly not new because I only needed it whilst I was in England. And uh, it was like two hundred pounds out of a breaker's yard, and the album was coming out. So I burned. I had a forty-five minute lunch break, so I fucking burned it back into town. Bought the album on CD, went to put it in a CD player, but there was already a CD stuck in there, and it wouldn't fucking come out. So I was literally sitting there at lunch. I thought you were going to say, and it was a copy of that very same album that you just purchased. <laughs> what are the chances? No, I just remember being fucking extremely pissed because I didn't have Spotify. And I remember you texting me going, oh, have you listened to it yet? I'm like, no, I'm going to buy the CD at lunch. It, like, I've already heard it. I've already heard it. I'm like, yeah, right, I'll listen to it. See, Dan, how I like to think of it is that um, Spotify is like a musical uh, replicator. So it kind of but like you ask for something. Sometimes you ask for a cup no, of tea and it'll yeah, give but, you like you know, soup. And you're like, oh, that's not what I was into. You need the polished article. You can go up and ask for something and see what you, you generally get. But I'll tell you yeah, what, Yeah, but it's like, a re- it's like a replicator, Dan. That's that's a, a terrible, terrible example. Because the thing that fucks me off again about Spotify is, imagine, or don't even imagine, it is the situation, they basically compress all of that music down into an MP3, which is a fucking lossy situation like you're compressing shit so you're going to lose information you're going to use some lose some of the fucking sound in it you're going to lose some of the quality in it then not only that you're listening to it on your fucking mobile so they're beaming it streaming it man from a fucking radio tower to another radio tower to a satellite to another radio tower to like somewhere all around the fucking world some dickhead's got it on his computer on the other side of the world and he's like basically streaming that through endless satellites and towers to you and then when it gets there you're like, oh yeah, man, totally got me fucking Bluetooth headphones in. So it finally gets to your phone in like a, what I, I mean, I wouldn't call it a reasonable fucking quality, but then it's then got to beam it from your fucking phone to your head. Dan, and, ugh, you sound like an old person sick. that complains about fucking, oh, kids these days with their, with their Game Boy handheld devices and their uh, EastEnders TV shows. It's, oh, fucking, right. It's just a line, man. Audio quality. Come on. These audiophobes, man. They're no, like no, no, the no, wine connoisseurs. I'm not going I'm just saying there's a line. Dan, right? These audiophobes, they're like the wine connoisseurs of the modern age. They take something that isn't a thing and try and make it sound or seem like they can tell the difference and know the, the subtle differences <clears> between X, Y, and Z. 
Let me ask you a question, Dan. Fuck it, Dan. It's all fucking snake oil. No, right? let me you ask could, you a question. I, I could Serious, sit man. you down, Serious. play you a CD or a streamed song, and you would not fucking know the difference. The same way I could blindfold you, put two bottles of wine in front of you, and you would not tell, you would not know the fucking difference. First of all, it's just as simple know the as difference that. on both counts. Second of all, the thing that uh, I'm talking about extremes. So when it comes to music, I'm not trying to be like, oh no, man, you need to listen to it on the fucking LP, like, and flip it halfway through. I understand the convenience of having digital music, and I have digital music. My, all of my music f- library from way back when has been digitalized and is on an iPod, and it's there. One of the one of the biggest advantages I have of that is that if I'm in a place which isn't rare in the UK but it certainly is where I am now where you don't have signal or you run out of data because like in the UK you can get a fucking dataless contract for a fiver or whatever whereas over here it's like here's one megabyte 50 quid please so like having it actually on a device certainly has its advantages but what I'm talking about is um, I have met and know people that only listen to music through YouTube. So you put like, say like, oh, I want to listen to Appetite for Destruction, whole album. You can go on YouTube, type that in. But when you're hearing it, it just sounds like that in the background. It just sounds fucking awful. I've got the tape in my car in the UK. And I remember before leaving, like playing, that was the last tape I played. And I think, no, it don't sound, it sounds shit. But it doesn't sound as shit as listening to it on YouTube. Do you know what I mean? Because like, YouTube compresses... They're, they're compressing both video and audio information to be able to give you like the best streaming like <laughs> the streaming speed. It's, do you it's, think... Uh, do you understand do you what think I mean? Like, like, hypo- I'm not yeah, trying to be a dick hypo- about it, but it is what Dan, it is. Do you think hypothetically in like, the Star Trek universe um, you get people to walk around going, well... I like the Type 3 uh, holodeck, but it's, you know, there's something about the Type 1 that's just got this nice, like, crisp originality about it that, you know, the holograms just seem that little bit more hologramier and, yeah. you know, there's just something a bit more honest and wholesome about it. Yeah. You know what? When you put it that way, I do feel like a bit more of a prick than I did two seconds ago. <laughs> but uh, I'm not trying to be like, oh, no, man, you need to fucking listen to it in this format. It's just like, there's a line, man. There's a line. Stri- because when I was in the UK... I did have a Spotify account, and because I had, like, the, the data on the phone was fucking simple, like, you know, cheap, very, very cheap, you could stream it, and it doesn't sound bad at all. I'm not saying the streaming sounds bad, but it's just, like, when it comes to then you're streaming it to your mobile and then you're using Bluetooth, like, where are we going to where are we gonna draw the line, man? There's a line. And, you're, and now, what I'm saying is, kids these days, kids these days, get off my fucking lawn, they're, <laughs> they're listening to music that isn't even designed to be listened to more than 10 times or in the uh in in the construct of an album so listen to that single i remember this one girl yeah. i worked with um it was like, oh, do you like the offspring and i was like yeah man like when i was in college i used to listen to them a lot like, oh, um what's your favorite song and i was like whatever it was at the time and i was like oh but pretty fun for a white guy yeah but i was like but also on that album man have you heard this or have you heard that and he's like nah man i was like well, I thought you quite liked him. He's like, yeah, I love him. I was like, well, what songs are your favourite? And he gave me like three. And I was like, well, are they the only three you know? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, that that's a song off of three different... One, you've got three songs there. Each song is off of a different album of at least 10 or 12. Oh, yeah, but I just put it on Spotify and make a mix. Oh, fuck off. We're fucking rambling, Dan. Yeah. Uh, you like complaining about stuff that doesn't need to be complained about, Dan. Like... It's, it's, 
it, it, I, I understand where you're coming from, but, you know, at the same time, just let people enjoy shit their own way. No, fuck them. Enjoy it my way. <laughs> no, fuck them. <laughs> uh, sorry, um, I'm, I'm kind of uh, a bit peeved, actually, Dan, because I've just experienced a half-assed job. Um, I specifically requested Coke and ice, and I've been given ice, but no Coke. Uh, Garcon. You need to have a word with your fucking maid. <laughs> mate. <laughs> anyway, Dan, I was, I was I mean, what trying. What have she been doing in the last Dan, fucking Dan, three months? Dan, 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 Dan. I was trying to subtly bring us into a topic of conversation there, and it went over your fucking short head. Um, so, yeah, Dan. Spotify, s- Spotify, it's sort of like a replicator. A replicator, Dan. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Thanks uh, for that. Well, I was about to bring uh, in about your birthday, Dan, coming up tomorrow. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Happy birthday, yes. Daniel. Powder beans. Blah, Actually, we we'll can see. use we can we can use the the prior uh, context of uh, half acidness because I'm drinking my uh, one of my birthday gifts at the moment. Now we can go into it. There you go. What I'll were you say, saying, Dan? What I was saying is another problem with modern society is your birthday tomorrow. How many of your presents are you drinking today, <laughs> or do you have access to today? Like, wh- uh, when did the tradition to... of you opening your shit up on your birthday? When did that change? Why are you drinking your birthday whiskey today? I mean, other than uh, because obviously wonderful if, company. If the, if the fucking queen can have two birthdays, I can. So uh, this afternoon is my birthday. So fuck it, I'm opening one of one of two presents that I know of that I have got direct access to. Um, and yeah, man. Do you, uh, do you reckon reserve. the queen gets two death days as well? And one of them's already passed, and now it's just the lizard that's left, and it's scared. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just this, this, the series of lizard eye, lizard lizard that uh, live in did there you, that are just there. Did you Actually, know, that, dude, uh, sorry, dude, dude, you're onto something. You're onto something, though, aren't you? Because her name is Elizabeth, or is it Elizabeth? Uh? Well, I was about to bring that up, but thank you. Queen Elizabeth. Yes, there you go. Yes, and also Queen, if you rearrange that word, you'll find it also. Anyway, um, did you know just by the shape of the packaging which bottle you were opening? Because I know. No, because they're both exactly the same, Dan. I got two of the same item because it was an offer. Oh. <laughs> did you buy it for yourself? <laughs> Is this a fucking birthday present from Dan to Dan? <laughs> no, it's a it's an idea. Sorry, that's my can of warm tepid coke going in the nice icy uh, cup because somebody couldn't bring me a can of coke. The help these days Brutal. is just despicable. Rude as well on the eve of my birthday, Dan, no less. Um, no, no. Well, I asked them. I said, "Well, it's on offer. It's twenty quid." There you go. It's a nice birthday present. Give fair me that. Enough, fair enough. So I wish I requested it. I wish someone had bought me a bottle of whiskey for my birthday last year i mean i did reciprocate on their birthday for about 10 years previous and also when i was in another country i sent a bottle of whiskey for christmas as well and they said well, there you go when you're in this country i'm sure the uh, delivery will make its way I to you what you mean is when i'm <laughs> it's in, in transit, country <laughs> I'm sure. yeah. anyway speaking of birthdays i've got a i've got a little idea here dan let's, let's yeah. just try and get this back to science fiction just try and get this back to star trek Right, I've been trying to, Dan. I really have been trying to, but you keep rambling. Can't help myself. So, in the future, you've got the old replicators there, which, as far yeah. as I'm aware, to a degree, most, if not all, people have access to. There are instances where people go to restaurants for like home cooked food or like real cooked food, 
uh, on the one hand, I mean, this is a different conversation entirely, but there's people who are like, oh, it's replicated, it doesn't taste the same, which, like I say, is a different conversation, not going to get into it. But if... Well, I'm, I'm going to use that as an analogy in a minute, in fact, Dan, but carry on. If, for example, my good friend, Daniel, and colleague, you've got a replicator and I've got one, what do I buy you? What do I give you? Because there's nothing that I can give you that is not replicatable. Replicatable? Is yeah, that a that's word? a good point because whenever you see someone on there, give them a gift. Like in the episode of Voyager, I think it's Year of Hell, when Jacote replicates a, a pocket watch for for Janeway. What about the golf clubs? You kind of, carry on. You, you kind of think, oh yeah, I replicated this for you. It's such an empty gesture, isn't it? Because it's just like, yeah, look, it's like when like... you buy a birthday card and just go to and from. You know, when you get a Christmas card and you just get like um, to Dan from Dan, and then there's the message in the middle. And sometimes people put quote marks around the message, and it's in blue biro, and the type is in black, and it's obviously printed. And it's like, well, it's an empty gesture, but at the same time, you went out of your way to spend point five pence on me because that's clearly a pack of a hundred cost you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is, at what point? The thing is, right? It, and like, am I going to keep it because I can fucking recycle it back into the replicator? <laughs> and if I know you're coming around, I'll just fucking re-replicate. But oh yeah, there's my fucking trombone that you gave me. I honestly think that um, the one thing that Star Trek hasn't captured about the future society is the hollow emptiness of the average person. Uh, it sounds a bit dark, yeah. I know, but what I mean by that is that right, think of it this way: when you play a video game. And you know you're either near or at the end of it. And the only thing that's left is like the odd bonus kind of hidden side, side mission. quests and whatever, yeah. Right. You kind of think, well, I'm done now. I'll just kind of, I don't know where else to do. Once you, when you've got access to every resource in the game and, you know, uh, you, you, you've just got, you just kind of think, oh, this is boring now. So when you're in the future and you've got access to a replicator that can give you quite literally any item any kind of that you can give you a physical manifestation of any item you desire whether it be a fucking les paul custom or whether it be you know a i don't know a bottle of incredibly rare whiskey that would usually set you back four five hundred quid but you can just ask for it at the uh, click of a finger I've there's got to be idea, some kind of actually. there's got to be some kind of like hollow emptiness that there's zero accomplishment or i've got an um, idea actually Dan. <sighs> It's just come to you me. can't. Do you ever get so so like when Chakotay goes to Catherine and says, "Oh, here's that wristwatch." Uh, wristwatch no, you're on first watch. name terms, are you, Dan? Captain Jane yeah, yeah. to you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's that. Here's a here's a here's a shitty pocket watch. You know, I just went up to the machine and just said pocket watch general. I didn't specify any. I just wanted a, a generic <laughs> pocket watch. <laughs> oh, Daily happy fucking. <laughs> happy fucking birthday you kind of think well it's 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 obviously it's negative effort it's minus effort it's not even plus effort dan it is minus effort i 100 percent agree with you but i have just come up with an idea as to a way to (laughs) use this and it's gonna kind of change the way that you may look at the society of star trek and their way of fundulation fundulating the situation um first example is Voyager, and it's the best example because they have limited resources. And so, for example, when the crew want to use the um, the holodeck, they have to accrue a certain amount of points or fucking tokens or whatever and be like, oh, I've got fucking two hours of holodeck this week, but I'm saving it up, so next month I've got eight and then I'm going to do this big fucking mad adventure. Oh, fair enough. Oh, I'm going to trade two hours of my holodeck time with someone else because they're just contained in one ship and so they need to have like resource distribution, as it were. 
that that aside, um, in Deep Space Nine, I can't remember what episode it is, but um, Cisco, I think he's talking, I can't remember, he's talking, possibly his son, I can't remember who it is, but it's like, oh, when I went to the Academy, I used to use up all of the transporter tokens, credits or whatever, to transport back across the fucking planet to have dinner with mum and dad. And I'll just sit down and have dinner. Do you remember that episode where he's like, yeah, I used to use up all the transport credits. So there is some sort of system. Uh, yeah, I think I know. I think that was the episode where he's uh, visiting Earth because there might be a uh, a changeling amongst them. Yeah, that's fair enough. But whatever it is, he, he does mention that there is a credit system. And again, that is in the, the past to a degree of the overall star. I think, it's, classic star I think the episode's Homefront, I think it's called. But anyway, carry but on. Anyway, but you understand, like, that you have to sort of, like, each person is allocated a, a certain amount of credits for transporter usage. And if you were to put that into Replicator, which is essentially the same technology, um, the only difference is when you're transporting a human, you're scanning a human, breaking that down, rebuilding it somewhere else. It's a unique piece. Whereas if you're creating a fucking teapot, a teapot is a teapot. You can it, the pattern's already <laughs> in the system. You just press the button. It's like, so there you go. So perhaps the credit system is more with the energy or the computer usage of scanning and breaking it down. Perhaps if we swayed more towards that transporter system way of fundulation, then I could say to you, Dan, um, I here you know we've both got replicators. I've replicated you something. It might as well be just a clump of coal because you can then re recycle that into your replicator and then you've got any, you've got matter in your replicator to then turn into something that you'd actually want. So I suppose you could also sort of bring in, you know, the, um, the DeLorean in the second Back to the Future where he's got the Mr. Fusion. You can just chuck anything in it. Imagine if everyone on the planet had a car that was powered by Mr. Fusion and you'd just be looking for fucking shit to put in it to power your flying car and all of a sudden, rubbish and all your plastics, your recycling, your, your waste food and all that would be going into your car and there would be a point where all of a sudden you would buy, um, say you buy a can of beans but instead of it just being a can of beans, it would be a can of beans wrapped in polystyrene, then shrink wrapped and then wrapped in paper and then wrapped in fecal matter and then wrapped in something else so that you can open all of that up, eat your beans and then you've got a big chunk of something to put in your Mr. Fusion. Do you see what I mean? Like almost matter, matter, matter becomes a form of um, currency. What do you reckon about so that? So you're saying that well, well that matter matter matters. I think matter matters, Daniel. Yeah. Matter matters. What do you reckon about that? Uh, well, I mean, but at yeah. the same time, it doesn't. It's not really applicable, but it is. I mean, you're you're cross-referencing uh, universes there, Dan. Um, so it's hard it's hard to contextualize uh, what we were talking like uh, the Star Trek style replicators with a Mr. Fusion from a uh, Back to the Future style. Universe, I don't think I mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm actually sitting on a Sedgeway, so you'll have to forgive me if I go <laughs> off on one now and again. Uh, all I but was yeah, thinking what of... Do we get? Uh, what, what do we get for each other? If, if you've got a replicator, you can replicate anything, and I've got a replicator, and I can replicate anything. What do I buy you for your birthday? What do I replicate you for your birthday? Well, that's the thing, Dan, isn't it? Like, the, like I was thinking um, of, t of two things. One, um, Deep Space Nine. Go on. Quark um, uses physical currency to uh, buy things. You know, they live for latinum, gold-pressed latinum. Um, but he, whenever he gets paid, he never 
you know, like if you go to a supermarket, you pay over 20 or a 50. They like, yeah. they like bite the note to make sure it isn't fake. You know, they look at you with like shifty eyes, put it under the little UV light. Of course. You know, they think standard, that you're like standard. flogging ho- hooky currency. I've never once seen Quark get the old UV light out and just go, right, let me just double check that this isn't replicated latinum. Because who, what's stopping you from going to replicate and say 50 bars of gold pressed latinum, please? And That's then just going to Quark. That's a very good point, actually, Dan. Because there's a, um, <laughs> st- I, think it's a, I think it's a Deep Space Nine episode where someone's replicating a fucking, like the, the gunpowder and the, the shot, the ball that they put in, in in the old one school, the old school one shot musket. So, yeah. Questionable science Replicators can that. use uh, compounds and materials. They replicate stuff they, all they the time. They are literally, like, if you just feed a replicator matter, doesn't matter what that matter is or how pure it is. It will arrange it, it into what you rearrange. want. It's the same as a transporter. It's literally rearranging just atoms. In And, I mean, when you break down... Like the, re- the reason we have the periodic table of elements is that everything in the universe, as far as we understand it so far at least, is that it's made from this table of elements. So if you go, right, here's a bit of hydrogen, all it needs to do is break down that hydrogen into its core pieces, and then you can start... And that's exactly how the universe started. Yeah. I think it'll be... As far, again, as far as we know, and I'm, I, I don't know fucking I, shit. I was but also got, uh, thinking... Sorry, go I had an idea for a really dark episode of DS9 that they could have filmed, where um, Benjamin Sisko's dad um, gets invited to like this um, cook-off kind of thing, to bring like his finest Creole yeah, creation with him, his jambalaya. And, uh, and he has to blindfold test two different pots and he can't tell the difference between one that's been then handmade and one that's been replicated. <laughs> and then he ends up like, like becoming a heavy alcoholic and then just at the end, end of the episode is him just hanging slowly in his cupboard. Just <laughs> ominously, side to side. Or he's like, oh, I can't tell the difference. And that's because... <laughs> I've told the computer what jambalaya is and the computer scanned it and so all I need to do is give it like a bucket yeah. of water, breaks down the elements, fucking rearranges it. So you and could say that um, Benjamin Sisko's dad represents like the winophobe of like the modern age. Is, or is the, the kind uh, of dickhead that the audio about file. music that would be like, oh no, you got to listen to it on record, man. I've got my record shop here. It has to be on a fucking press vinyl. And everyone's like, no man, just replicate. It's like, no man, you can't because like the kids these days, listen, yeah, I know what you're coming at, then you can't. <laughs> True shay. <laughs> oh, that hurt. <laughs> 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 but to that degree can they- again just to bring it back to music the thing is like uh when we were very very young not very young but young enough to buy guitars and very fucking stupid as well we go and spend like uh, entire months or two months wages or sign a contract dedicating our next 12 months wages to paying off a guitar and an amp when we could have just added <coughs> to the gibsons epiphones but it was like no yeah, man, you, that was made by a machine. It's like but some no, Dan, Dan. Some lessons in life you only learn the hard way, oh, and that fucking, is a lesson in life. Mate, we, we, we learn the, the hard school way. of hard knocks in that fucking. I think like, when you when you look at um, some of the offerings that companies like Harley Benson and uh, Epiphone bring out now, they're arguably on par with a lot of these so-called quote handmade end quote models or even so I think you can customize got, it to the point where it's probably better than the one it's imitating but, you know? well we're getting to the point where technology is trumpet well we've been, it's been coming for a long time like automation and things like that but technology is kind of trumping the whole uh, handmade artist people are only going to go for that this handmade artist and kind of appeal for things purely 
because they they see that as a selling point. They they think there's that added kind of soul and authenticity or something. There's the, the two, two words, Dan, Dan, sorry, on, mate. So, but that's sorry, two words that in a physical kind of tangible sense mean absolutely fuck all. You see, on the one hand, I do 100% agree with you. But on the other hand, I probably disagree with you about 75%. Well, how can you, one, well, how can you 100%? There's so two hands, Dan. All right? <laughs> <laughs> on the one hand, it's 100%. On the other hand, not so much. And the thing is, like, uh, this, this does not apply to Gibson, right? Because Gibson, even though it's handmade, like, you've seen the videos of the fucking Gibson factory walk-around. The way that it's handmade is it's a bloke putting it into a machine instead of a machine putting it into a machine. So, like, fuck that off straight away. But when and you, you know talk- what? Another... Sorry, Sorry let, one let, thing let that... Me just, let me just like, expand on this, like, just a touch. Like, yeah. When, like, I will... Um, like, if you go to a supermarket, a supermarket and you buy your tomatoes, your apples, and your potatoes or whatever, they're, uh, I think, like, you go to Asda down the town, got that big old fucking pile of potatoes, right? That's not the only Asda in the country. There's a shit ton of them. And it's not the only supermarket in the country. There's Tesco's, there's Sainsbury's, there's fucking Waitrose, there's Marks and Spencer's. There's, I don't know how many types of supermarkets there are in the world. But those big ones all use machinery at some point to fucking harvest those potatoes. So you've got a tractor rowing along fucking mm. pulling it up. And then you got the ones where you go to like Cornwall, again, Great Yarmouth, right? You go, you go out of the cities. Like when Kat and I had the, uh, the camper van, um, we'd go camping and there'd be like little farm shops, but it, there'd literally be a box at the front. It'd be like the honesty box or whatever. And it'd be like, you want a kilo of potatoes or whatever, it cost X amount. So you'd weigh it all up yourself and you just chuck the money in the pot. The point is, it might be a touch more expensive than the supermarket. And I'm going to subtract the point of, oh, it's going to cost you another fifth, half hour to drive out of your way, plus petrol and whatever else. But imagine if that costs just a touch more, you're not paying for, oh, it's, it's picked by hand, it's going to taste better. No, it will taste the same. It was, it was buried in the same horseshit. Believe me, it will taste the fuck. It's a potato. <laughs> as delicious as they are, it's a potato. However, would I rather my couple of extra pence go to this motherfucker that's got a little farmhouse and they're, they're picking the potatoes and they're like, oh, there you go. Like, All right. Oh, for a kilo of potatoes, it's £1.20 pence as opposed to £1.10 pence. You know what? I'd rather you fucking have it because at least you're going to fucking do something with it. At least you are the one getting it as opposed to this faceless fucking corporation. <laughs> So I do I see, see the that. point you're making, Dan. Um, I, t- I see the point you're making. But do you see what I mean? On the one hand, all... I agree with you, but on the other hand, I don't. No, no, no. Well, it, the, the point that you don't agree with, I, I, I sort of can't quite plug into the whole uh, shape of things. But the thing I was going to say is another thing that kind of confused me about the whole uh, quark and the whole replicated currency yeah, um, plot hole, as it were, is that people go into Quark's bar to get a drink and 50% of the time he replicates them a drink and there's a fucking replicate outside so they're going into yeah. a bar to pay him to replicate yeah. them something they could get for free outside however I do have the counter to that Dan and that is no no, no what I was going to say Dan Dan the point I was going to make continue, is with your, with your with your potatoes potatoes is um, sometimes you know and when i said before about, about how the uh, authenticity and uh, artisan whatever it, you know makes I no fucking term difference but carry on autistic um <laughs> that as well <laughs> it is that what it comes down to dan is that 
like you, you could blindfold Benjamin Sisko's dad and make him try the two meals and he couldn't tell you the difference. You could put someone in front of two very nice whiskies and they'd be hard-pressed to tell you the difference. Cool. All it comes down to is that there is an element of the individual just likes the thought or the, or the thought or the whole uh, aura of something going through the motions in a certain way Daniel, compared to... may I once again so, say that on the one hand, I agree with you 100%, <laughs> but on my other hand, <laughs> not so much. That is a, yes, I completely agree. However, on the other hand, I don't... It's not necessarily... I mean, yes, definitely necessarily that... I can replicate you a um, table and chair set um, for your dining room. I could, I could, I can replicate that. Done. There you go. There's your tables and chairs. Oh, it looks fucking looks like it's been rubbed down with oil. Suit you, sir. Or you can pay a bit more and get someone to actually craft that by hand. But then I can get a computer to scan that and replicate it. So what's the difference? The difference is that. Is is it? Oh, perhaps that's a bad example, but the experience, you know, so like the jambalaya example is, um, and your your drinking situation, which I think you need to get a, a bit of a handle on there, Dan. You know, with all your your whiskies there, but I can replicate you two bottles of whiskey, and that's nice. But why not replicate you one bottle of whiskey and be like, let's go down the pub, and drink the other bottle of whiskey. We're gonna pay more. And I think it's always extortionately more, but they've got rent to pay, they've got to put the lights on, they've got to put the music on, they've got to pay the staff to pour it. So yes, the whiskey, you know, uh, whatever and whatever, you know, like, I don't know, fucking domesticated chicken with Coke is going to cost you more than if you just go and buy a bottle of it and a bottle of Coke in the supermarket. But uh, I'm not saying which is nicer, but you're paying for experiences, which brings me to my next point. I think what you would do if everyone had replicators would to be to buy you things to either enhance experiences or to give you experiences. So, um, <laughs> I've replicated you a flesh, to, a flesh light, anyway. <laughs> flesh light, and um, here's a holodeck program that you can put that on so, and use it. Gemma's just giving me the weirdest look in the world. <laughs> She can't hear what you're saying, obviously, with my headphones in. So. I tell you what, right? Just hang on to that thought for a moment, right? But imagine <laughs> you can go, right, look, replicated you an aeroplane, parachute, just need someone to fly you up there, right? Thanks very much. I've already got an aeroplane. Oh, okay, fair enough. I've already got a parachute, cool. But if you ever jumped out of an aeroplane, you can't replicate that, can you? Oh, yeah, I can on the holodeck. Yeah, but that's got a safety feature. I can turn them off. Then why don't you just do it in real life? Okay, that's that's so that sort of proves my point on that side of it. When it comes to the fleshlight, I can replicate you a fleshlight. Not only can I replicate you the artificial vagina, as it were, but then also implant that into the part of the holodeck where it would be necessary, shall we say, and you'll have that experience. However, what part, where where does humanity draw the line again? Where it's like, why don't I just go and hire a whore, for example? Because you can go to a replicator and say, can I have a fleshlight with a yeast infection, please? There you go, job done. You see, I, again, agree with you on the one hand, but not on the other. <laughs> on the one hand, not everyone gets a yeast infection. And if they do, it's usually a woman, so what are you worried about? But <laughs> on the other side of that, <laughs> sorry, that was awful. Um, what I'm saying is, like, generally, what most people, I mean, most normal people, Dan, would object to the um, the latter is that, oh, it's sex trade. 
But if you live in a world where want is meaningless because everyone has a replicator and there are still whores, it's because they want to do that. Because the, the point of Star Trek is that man is no longer thirsting for money. It's no longer about greed. It's about excelling themselves and... To a degree, I mean, I don't think they ever say it, but enjoying themselves. I mean, you don't need to, to captain a starship, do you? You can run a restaurant. If, if you don't want to ever leave the planet Earth, you can run a restaurant and you can either serve replicated food or home-cooked food. The point is you are doing what you want to do because we have the resources for you to be able to do it. And so when a lady of the night or even a man of the night comes along, it's like, oh, you can, you know, well, I'm not going to get graphic here, but, you know, do what you want to do. You're, again, putting the money in the man that's picked the potatoes as opposed to the machine that's picked the uh, potatoes. Bu, 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 bu. No? In the future, there's no money. You're not trying... No, no, no but that's, that's what I'm saying. So, so instead... Moot so point in that tra instance, Translating then. that, putting the money in, when there's no money, you then have the choice. The, the choice is completely yours. You can go, oh, you know what? I could set up a hologram no, Dan, program. But, but I could have the real experience. The experience. Is there's, there's an episode of Red Dwarf where... Um, Rimmer, they, they come across a, another ship full of holograms, and uh, in their spare time, they uh, Is there any way for you to put this into Star Trek? Because I don't know anything about the Red they, they, No, 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 just let, let me just get to what I'm getting at, is that they engage in, you know, sexual congress as, as just ge general casual fun, like you would in just normal conversation. He thinks it's a big deal, because obviously he's... Uh, he comes from a, a persona that um, never gets any, as it were. But they, they you know, they just throw about sex like it's a normal thing, um, and he really enjoys it. And you kind oh, of yeah. uh, put 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 yourself in a position where, let's say, your flick of a switch uh, forwarded into t in forward in time x amount of years, where there's replicators, you can get whatever you want from a replicator. People just treat it as just like a normal. It's like turning on a tap and getting water. You don't really think twice about it. So the point I'm making is is that we, that the replicator itself is, is based on the presumption of the mentality that we cover these items as precious or as a commodity or as a resource. Whereas yes, yes. in the future, how it should be is that they should be looking at the replicators as a, as a, 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 a utensil, utility, that is as common as just turning on the tap and turning that's, it off that's, and that's not really a, giving it second thought. In very interesting, very good point, actually, Dan. Um, and it also, it, it's, again, I mean, <clears throat> I, I can only imagine, like, in the Quark's bar um, thing that I brought up earlier about just going to a replicator, getting yourself some free money and going to the pub and just getting shit-faced for free. Do you know what? Um, is that, that I think Go the exchange on. of currency is more of uh right you are if let's just say a, a drink called uh, cost you a slip of latinum yeah? yeah that slip of latinum you're not paying exclusively for the drink but you're play you're paying for the environment the social the being be in that social yeah exactly the experience of it because then. the experience it'd of it. kick you out if you weren't drinking you'd be just sitting in there <laughs> you'd be like get yeah, yeah. out yeah. But if you're if you're contributing, if he's happy to collect his shiny tokens, his his little shiny uh, pieces of metal, and you're getting drunk or or you're eating or you know you're you you're doing what you do in the bar, it's more of the social element because you don't ever see people going, oh, I'm just going to go to the replomat and just chill out for like thirty minutes. Do you want to do you want to join me for a drink? They'll just they'll be like, uh, no. But if they say oh, we're going to Quark's bar, they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, man, shit, it's boy, a, let's go. 
again, that, that's what comes back to literally what I was saying about an experience. And with regard to, uh, I, I'm not sure how I'm going to fit this in, but it did sort of spring into my head. Uh, Kidney Andy and I, uh, last time I was in the UK, we drove up to Scotland with our telescopes and whatever, and we camped around. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. We stayed in, a, well, we drove past a fair few fresh water springs, and one was in Ben Nevis, it's like one of apparently the most famous, like, excuse me, fresh springs in Britain. They make whiskey from it, the Ben Nevis whiskey. In the boot, we had, like, I don't know, four bottles of water, maybe less, three bottles of water. Liter bottles. We emptied some of them out to fill it up in the river and then drank that water as we would have drank it whether we'd crossed that river or not. So we'd gone into a supermarket, purchased, for example, three liters of water, like pure water, whatever the fuck it is, Mountain Dew water, emptied that out and then filled it up in the river. And I think the reason I'll remember that is that um, we went to Scotland, did some stuff. We went into a supermarket at some point, bought some other stuff as well. We didn't just buy three bottles of water. We bought other bits and pieces. And those other bits and pieces, as time goes on, I'm never going to remember that we bought a fucking croissant from Lidl's or whatever. But I do remember the fact that we bought three bottles of water because we then emptied them out and filled them up in the river direct from the source, from that mountain spring. So... It might have only been 20 pence a litre to buy it from the supermarket. And it might have cost us, I don't know how much, in fucking petrol and time getting there. I mean, it wasn't our destination, as it were, but it was part of the trip. We then filled that bottle up and there was a certain enjoyment of drinking that water from direct from the river. And it was fresh water and it was delicious. And it was just like, wow, man, it, it, it could have tasted worse. But I think the whole, again, it comes down to the experience of it the experience of travelling there, getting it from the river and drinking directly from the river, I think that has more m- more value, not something that you could even put a monetary value on, or at least, you know, to a degree. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you, you can go and replicate a jambalaya, but if you know the bloke behind the counter, or if he, you know, apparently he says he has... No, no, no I know what you mean. But, it, yeah. There is a... I think there must be a, so, you a know, certain element of... Uh, you know, oh, uh, the fucking LP over the CD. There is a certain point where you're like, yes, I, it isn't so much for me to be poncy, but it is also knowing that I took the water from the river myself. I see him cooking that, and I enjoy knowing that... I just enjoy... No, I can see him like mixing the no, jambalaya. No, 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 Do you understand mean, what I'm saying? It still doesn't detract from uh, Chicote being a complete and utter prick when it comes to, oh, yeah, I... I spent five seconds at a box and asked for a watch. Happy birthday. It's like he, it's like he went to Argos, got the, got, it's like he went, he went to Argos, got the laminated book of dreams, just opened it at a page and gone, yep, that. Checked if it was in stock, you know, in a little machine. Bop, 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 bop. Yep, five and, and, it, yeah, and then what, Dan, engrave that. Happy birthday, you can, as opposed to taking it to a gentleman <laughs> and being like, could you possibly engrave this with your skill? No, let's get a computer to be like, no. happy birthday, cunt. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. I, it does, I, like it does I say, make me. But after this discussion, do you not agree that I can agree with you 100% on one end and then not so much on the other? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to, Daniel. You're asking me if I agree to, to that um, scenario of agreement, but not to the actual context of the agreement. So I know where you're getting at. I know where you're getting at. Well, I know where you're getting um, at, but that's, that's fine. But, uh, I agree. 
It just does make me think that there must be a degree of kind of uh, emptiness, a hollow soul. Because if, if I suppose it makes sense in one sense where they say, oh, people, they, they uh, look to, to better themselves through learning and understanding rather than physical gain because we're hardwired into the mindset of physical gain. You know, it, we need to earn money to pay to keep to keep a roof over ourselves to yeah. keep the electric running the water flowing etc whereas in the future they don't have that so they're hardwired to better themselves i suppose by not through the acquisition of shiny trinkets but yeah but knowledge and the, ability yeah the uh can i just say one other thing um kat and i were watching um like old school next generation the other day and one thing that did sort of strike i was like oh really um it's the episode where uh i think it's like season one or see i'm pretty sure season one um, a couple of Ferengis or three Ferengis turn up with the um, the fuck's Picard's previous ship called Stargazer the, the Stargazer turn up with that in tow it's like oh, I brought you a present and it's all like a bit of a fucking what the main Ferengi and the war game episode yeah the the, Fereng, the main Ferengi is like he's got the mind globes on it and he's basically trying to mentally torture Picard um, when Picard oh, 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 yeah, Stargazer yeah, yeah. He goes into his old ready room and there's still books on the shelves and he's opening them up and he's reminiscing. He's like, oh, fucking hell, yeah. He would have replicated those books to start with, but he still has an emotional attachment to them and he left them there. That ship was derelict. He left the ship. It wasn't blown up. It wasn't destroyed. He was just like, fucking, we're out of here. And he left all of his shit on board. Where's the emotion? There's, there doesn't seem to be... That would be the one difference... Sorry, the old chair there. That that would be the one difference I'd say is I think in a world where we have replicators, not only is it almost impossible to give something to someone that they couldn't replicate themselves, but where is the emotional attachment? Because those books that he had, whether maybe he replicated them himself, and then you got to ask yourself why. Because if they're just going to sit on his, his shelf after he's read them, it becomes a I am a, a learned man. But if Damn. they were given to him, they were replicated previously, and he could re-replicate them. It, like, where's the emotional? I suppose attachment? you, you, the emotional and attachment is going to disappear be, in the future. Is emotional attachment? It's either going to be to the memories of right. It's not so much of the the physical presence of that item, but the memories attached to that one. So if he was to bin it and replicate another one, he'd get memories. It's it's like drinking a bottle of whiskey, Dan. It's you can have memories of a good time that you have. But you might still want to keep a, a specific bottle because it's that physical bottle that was yes, there with no, you no, no, at I, that time. I, I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, um, and that's what I'm saying with him. But someone... it's also like, Dan, Dan, sorry, it's also like when you have a Sunday roast and you save the puddings till last because you know they're the best bit. Sometimes you, you make these kind of almost arbitrary decisions in your head on how you're going to approach or, or do something. You save the puddings till last because you know they've soaked up all the gravy and they're going to be the nicest part of the uh, the meal. The same way he's just he's just left them them there because he knows he was going to revisit them and it was going to remind him of better times. Which brings me back. It brings me back to I wonder if they've got like this hollow emptiness inside where there's just no accomplishment anymore. There's that that accomplishment when they when they say about oh yeah we we drive ourselves forward for the uh, acquisition of knowledge and whatnot. There's got to be a point where they reach the apex yeah, that of that. stops and they just want some stuff around them. Then what? You know, it's I like you know it, uh, it, Picard's flute when that pro probe scans him and he lives that entire lifetime yeah. and he ends up with that flute. 
that particular flute, if that was to be burned or destroyed, would he be okay with just replicating it again? Because it's not the original. And the only reason he kept it is because of the experience. Yeah. And if he was to replicate it, it's, I, I don't know, perhaps a symbol of the experience. I see or, where you're going. I'm just if you were if you were to sneak into uh, Picard's quarters, replicate, get the the flute scanned, replicate it so it's identical, swap it, leave it a week, and see if he notices any difference. Well, no, that's what I mean. Because if they don't notice, all of us, all of us, all of yeah, but all, then it's the same thing to them, isn't it? If point, it's, it's yeah, yeah. To, it's the perception of the item on the individual, not so much the item itself. And so that's where the difference in replicating and transporting people like it comes down to personal again this is like what coming back to like what do you and get a person when you when you when you kind of lift the veil of how it was manufactured or made i suppose that's when your perception of that item changes but back to the original uh, analogy the back no no dad, dad sorry back to the original analogy of chicote chipotle sorry um half-arsedly lazily um you know getting the, the watch the fact that he said, I replicated this for you. It's yes. <laughs> and the thing is, when you replicate... It just, no, 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 Dan, I think you've actually just sort of proved your own point wrong to a degree, at least there. When he says, I have replicated this for you, fair enough, he can't go back to Earth on the quick and be like, I bought this watch for you. He's replicated that for her. He hasn't just gone, computer, give me a pocket watch. He's like, computer, I want a pocket watch. And they're like, all right. They don't just go, here's a pocket watch. They're like... We need more specifications, more parameters. What colour? You know, is it going to be made of gold? Is it going to be made of silver? No, but what I was going to say, Dan, is that he could have at least said, oh, this this is a watch that I've had for years. It, my granddad in World War Two, he but had to hide this up his ass. No, Dan, he had to hide this up his ass while he was in an internment camp. You know, he could have said, oh, I've actually had this for a while. Um, I've been holding on to it, but I thought, you know, to lift yeah. your spirits. This is This is an item of great significance to me. But I want to gift to you because I can see that you're yes, going through that, a hard times. But that would be a that, lie. He could have said. And I think but instead, in it was, he was like further past fucking lying to each other about instead, where they've replicated he, shit from. He used the equivalent of saying, "I went to Tesco's, went to the gift section, and I got this out of the free for two section." Boom! There you go. Happy fucking. No, I birthday. think in. I think in. Um, <laughs> oh, I also got my mum and dad saying for Christmas while I was there. You know, free for two. No, Rip, thumbs up. I, I think in that particular example, it's basically gone to a replicate. It's, it's basically like, right, her birthday's coming up. I'd like to get her a watch <laughs> because there is a lot of meaning behind giving someone a watch, especially a pocket watch. It's a traditional. It's a very precise instrument. It's almost science. Well, it is scientific. In the future, it's way, way, way beyond redundant. Yes. But my point is, it's a traditional piece of scientific equipment and he's gone, do you know what? Yes, I can't fucking nip back to Earth to get it. But I didn't just replicate it. Go, away, computer, give me a watch. <laughs> I've decided that I wanted it to be gold. I want it to have a clasp on this particular side. I want it to be engraved with this particular thing. So it's almost the same as if I go to a jewellery shop and want to buy a mihwaf there, uh, a watch or something nice, I can't... What the fuck? Can you hear that? No. Um, if I wanted to buy my wife a nice watch, I do not have the means to create it myself. So I'll go to a jeweler's and be like, I want the case to be made out of gold. I'd like quartz crystals inside. I'd like the hands to be made of silver and I'd like this typeface. Instead of Roman numerals, I want Arabic numerals and I'd like um, 
I don't know, cream background or a black background or a white background to it. And I'd like there to be a, you give the specifications to the person that designs <laughs> Sorry, it. And they design Arabic it. Numerals. And, you mean you mean numbers, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, carry. yeah. So you give <laughs> you give all of the specifications that you want to the person and they make it. And then you go, Yeah, love, I've got your watch. It's really nice and I'll tell you about it. Whereas they don't have a fucking jewellers in Voyager because they're halfway across the galaxy. Well Dan, so like I went I've got to say but all of my thought and love went into replicating this for you. So I think uh, I think I suppose at, at the end of the day, Dan, I, at the end of the day, on this the eve of my birthday, if you were to come up to me and say <laughs> if you were to come up to me and say, Here is a pocket watch, I wouldn't necessarily be too concerned or bothered about where it came from or how it was made. I suppose I'd be more. Oh, thank you for the gift. How about this? I suppose I suppose there's that element of it that I'm overlooking. I will, I'll be willing to accept. Can I tell um, you, uh, like you know? But if you were to then tell me, oh, it cost me two pound and I got it off Amazon, it would slightly take the uh, edge off it. A well, bit I think in all. that case you're a mug because, for example, there's something that you're gonna get in your <laughs> postbox tomorrow. It's a book, and. Oh, thank, I, oh, what, I, gee whiz, thanks for the surprise. First of all, I didn't fucking write the book. Second of all, <laughs> I didn't print the book. Third of all, I didn't fucking put it in the post and I didn't fucking take it to your house. Everything I about know all that, this, Dan. all that took was me to click some fucking buttons and transfer yep. fundulation. So I've basically replicated you a book that was probably... <laughs> it's, it, it, the, the, it's not an original print, I fucking tell you that. It's a hard... I'm pretty sure it's a fucking hardback, but whatever, it's probably made in the last five years in a country where kids are fucking sweating away in a shop making it for you <laughs> and they're being well underpaid for it but the fact is I had nothing so to I'm going to enjoy it even more the only, exactly the only thing about that book that you can like is the fact that I gave it to you I think that is what so when I say to you what can you give someone if everyone's got replicators it comes down to uh, what's that word I used earlier yeah <sighs> hurry the fuck up Dan Sorry, there man. he is. That, Dan, that was a quick piss. Say, uh, that was not. You can just say, oh, yeah, man, whatever. And I'll just cut it out. So it's fine. Have you got like a prostate problem? No, I've like, not pissed in about six hours, Dan. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking a lot of shit. <laughs> yes. Right, it'll be over by now. No, no, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, carry on. So, yeah, anyway, well, I suppose uh, whilst I was having a wee uh, sentiment, sentimental value is what it comes down to. You can give someone a stone off of the beach. It's a stone. It's one in, in billions, possibly trillions across the entire planet. This stone here, I found it. I thought it looked pretty. Well, then that's got to be yeah. what uh, Ben Sisko's dad, you know, it's the sentimental value of him handcrafting and cooking the meal rather than just going up to a box and saying, feed me. Um, the same, yeah, but I mind you, Dan, exactly I don't. Hey, so, Dan, that's no, 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 Dan, cook you a nice meal, or would you rather go to a restaurant? Yes, you, it's two different experiences. What do you want? Uh, Dan, oh, you haven't had special. Gems cooking, I'd rather go to a restaurant. Do you know what? I haven't had her cooking, and the last time I cooked for her, she fucking ordered a pizza, so I would like a bit of her cooking, <laughs> just so I can mug yeah, it off, but carry on. Garlic mango, what the fuck you want about? Dan, don't even um, start. That was a mistake. Actually, Dan, <laughs> microcosm, actually, of this. Is would you rather go up to a server in McDonald's and say I'd like a Big Mac, please, or would you rather go through drive-through and speak to a box and order 
or be your scenario, Big Mac different from same, a box. Same trick is pretending to cook it. That's <laughs> right, just like saying, can you... Rep- it's like going to Quark. Quark, I want a whiskey. And he goes and replicates Quark. it. Quark. 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 Go and replicate like me a whiskey or like me going just getting a bottle and pouring it myself. That's the difference. That, that is nonsensical. That doesn't count. That's anyway, Dan, 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 Dan. Go on. My, my phone's dead. I can't do the little noises. You better do them. I think... Uh, I think we've hit the ceiling with this discussion. We know what the, we know what we wanted to achieve is that basically what it comes down basically, to is sentimental value. Basically, it's your birthday value. tomorrow. Dan wants presents. Send it to him. P.O. Box is on the uh, description now. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't replicate anything, you cheap cunts. <laughs> the right, replicated um, the best. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're going to really be able to go into in-depth conversation on the other point that you wanted to raise. So should no, we just skip to books and news? No, and the other it's probably ain't going to be released for four days. So people don't worry about sending Dan a present. His birthday's already yeah, gone. And because right now, forgotten about right, Dan, right now on this, the <laughs> eve of my birthday, by the time this comes out, it would have been three or four days past. But still, it gives the people that kind of feeling that they are, in fact, on the cusp. They're not. They're behind On it. the cusp. <laughs> They're on the eve of my birthday. This, the eve of my birthday. That uh, well, yeah, makes them feel like they're part case, of the riot, Dan. In which case, I'd like to inform a couple of people of a few things. First of all, Mountain View, yep. United States of America. Who the fuck in Mountain View is oh. listening to this? Every time we release an episode, there's always at least like five or six listens. Who are you? Like, because Dean. right now, we've Dean loves us. We think you're. Yeah. Who, who are we they? think you're robots. We think that you are robots. If you're we robots, don't think that you are genuine. If you're a robot, write in. Do it. That's fine. If you are from Mountain View, just send us a tweet, an email, a Facebook, a pigeon, whatever you want. Just just send it to us just to let us know that you are, in fact, real live people. We're never going to hear anything, Dan. We're saying this. We're wasting our effort. But uh, yeah. it's just a point of uh, interest, really, intrigue. We look at the stats. We know generally who is tuning in and you know if we do reach out to anybody new that likes our uh, incessant rambling that's that's fantastic um, i've got to say you know, there's more, been a there's more, been a drop more for you than us then. there's been a drop yeah because we've been away for like six fucking months no, that's why besides that I, i'm a little bit concerned with our uh, far northern friends there the old canadians i've only seen a few I don't know if they're busy with something or have been busy uh, with it something. might it might it might have been but, uh, they've been busy with something I mean, should we should we just say shalom and happy? I just want to say, I don't care if you're getting married or not, or if you're eloping, you've surely got time to listen to us talk shit. And on that note, I'd like to say congratulations very much, and I'm sure you would too, Dan. Congratulations very much. I'm get yeah, I, it looked like a very nice. Um, uh, sorry, just to contextualise for people that don't know who Andy and Emma are, they're uh, long-time friends of the podcast. <laughs> Long-time um, friends yeah, in real they, life as well, I like to think. I mean, Andy is, I mean, together, if Emma didn't they've been together a long bathroom with her pink hair back in the day, <laughs> then perhaps we'd be closer friends. But, you know, I love her just the same. Like, they, uh, you know, they've been together a long time and they finally got engaged years back and they finally got married and they eloped into the woods and got married by a bear, by all things, uh, by my understanding. It They're in Canada, after all. Beautiful pictures. It was either going to be a bear... A hockey player or a sentient jug of maple syrup, one of the one of the options. Or a but French person, goddamn. Oh, actually, no, or a, or a moose, or a moose, and moose is Canadian. But isn't we're it? getting off the point. Congratulations to them. They are 
a wonderful couple and beautiful people. Welcome, well, well welcome to really the marriage are. club. And Andy, Andy, man, welcome all I've got to, to say is. Tiniest fucking handcuffs in the world, that ring. Tiniest fucking handcuffs in the world. I mean, Dan, for me, that just come through a static, so I don't know if that's going to come through on the on the old recording. Anyway, happy wedding, congratulations, good yeah, luck. Wel- welcome to the welcome to the happy club. Welcome to the happy club, Dan. Tell me, how happy are you being married? Well, Dan, I'm, you might as well just put the bullet in my head now and bury me because life is over. Sucks to be you, mate. I'm fucking loving it. Oh, <laughs> life's the best. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just joking. joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. So I was just I was just hoping to uh, get a rise and response out of Gemma, but she didn't hear me. Um, <laughs> She's yeah, not man, listening it's, to you as usual. <laughs> yeah, it's swell. It's like living in a holodeck, constant companionship. Um, Do you feel like Reginald Barkley? I feel like Reginald Barkley or Julia LaForge, one of the two. They're both fucking hollow creeps, aren't they? Anyway, uh, what I was trying to get to is thank you both very much for listening and also we wish you both all the best for all of the years to come. You're amazing friends, you're amazing people and really, congratulations. We're happy for you, And definitely. we're incredibly jealous that you're living out in such a nice, lovely country and we're stuck here in our uh, respective I'm in Brazil, shitty. mate. My country's lovely as well. You're the one that's stuck in the shit. Dude, fuck you. I've got indoor plumbing and Wi-Fi. Yeah, but you also got Boris Johnson. So, moving on. Yeah, and you've got fucking, what's his name? Ball is Swearlow or whatever. I don't know. Swell balls. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Just as fucking bad as each other. Um, but yeah, uh, mind you, they've got, Can- in Canada, they've got old Justin Trudeau did the old blackface, like a uh, marmalade man thing, didn't he? At least Boris Johnson's a cunt to your face. He seems to be... Either way, good times to you both, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. What, what? Eh? Are they coming in? No, they're... they're ne- yeah. I don't know. I don't know, they're nested out there, man. I wouldn't come back to England if I were them, so happy days. And to you, Daniel, also, I'd like to wish you a very happy birthday, and um, enjoy your spa day tomorrow. Um, hopefully yeah. you get to walk around a fucking garden in your dressing gown. No, I get, get to... No, get Dan, I'm going to spend my time... Dan, I'm going to spend my time in the standing pool um, and read my... Read you mean the, the shallow end for those that can swim or what? <laughs> I'm going to stand in the standing pool with my book and look at everyone in disgust while they're flapping about like some kind of weird animal. Do you know uh, you can buy laminated books, but I didn't think that you'd ever use them for swimming <laughs> in. Yeah, I know. I I, yeah, <laughs> I wonder where you're going with that, and you're on the same page, Dan. You're on the same laminated page. Uh, sorry, I'm just going to uh, kind of break the third wall here. And Jen, that's the fourth wall, you No, the third wall, Dan. I'm calling it just for the sake of this, because I'm asking someone who's right in front of me. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so uh, aside from uh, the joyous occasion that was uh, Andy condoning himself for uh, the rest of his life. Um, <clears throat> What have you been up to, Dan? Like, uh, we've we've just gone over the main subject. We're not really going to be able to fit in the second subject. We can well, save no, it for the second the subject. Next episode. So I was going to bring up on the, the other podcast, which uh, we'll now save till next one. Shit that you've watched recently. Oh yeah. You, uh... Yeah, fair enough. I watched a film last night with a wife there, which uh, she told me she started. She watched about half hour or so ago, a little while ago, and uh, she said, "Oh, I stopped watching it because I thought it'd be something you'd be into." And I was like, "Oh, go on, what is it?" So basically, the premise is 
this bloke is uh, scientifically proven without a doubt that there is a place that we go to after death. The film is called The Discovery. <clears throat> and the slightly chubbier guy who's married to the girl out of Buffy in How I Met Your Mother. Do you know what I mean? You know you got the main guy. Yeah. Yes. Trying to yes uh, yeah. yeah uh, I think I know who you mean. Is it J- Jason Segal? I don't know his name, but in Buffy there's a was ginger he, what, girl. So you got what, Buffy the vampire slayer and the ginger sidekick in How yeah. I Met Your Mother. She's in that, and it's her husband. He's in this. Is it the guy? It, it was he the guy that was in I Love You Man? I think so. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. That, so that's sure been was, the best. Yeah. So right, okay, um, his dad basically discovered that without a shadow of a doubt he's proved it that when you die you go to another plane of existence and it isn't like heaven or hell or whatever it's just like it is you go to another place and so over the course of a year fucking millions of people are just topping themselves it's fucking an amazing concept however don't bother watching it like I, I didn't think it was all that great. It, was, it was a cool film it's a bit slow but, you know, I was waiting for some fucking mad sci-fi shit to come up. And then it turns out to be a fucking... You know, like, if you watch... You, Dan, you've seen Primer, yeah? Uh, Primer? No, you keep telling me about it, but I've never, I've never actually got round to watch it. I swear to God, when I come back to England, you're going to watch it. It's, it's something that gives you all the questions, all the answers, but the answers give you more questions it's fucking on the edge the whole way and it's not an action film it's not a fucking massive drama film it's just a very well very well i don't mean very well written like oh the characters are fucking interacting beautifully i mean it's just like the fucking science behind it is beautiful whereas with this it was just like it got to a point it's like oh really really going down that line so it's an enjoyable well, I, think, I think i think sometimes people take a concept of a uh of an idea, don't they? And they run with it, but sometimes they kind of get lost, don't they? In the uh, the, the waters, uh, the, the waters get a bit muddied. Sorry to interrupt. The thing that um, I'm not actually sorry to be interrupt. Um, the thing that made me watch it is because you uh, read a book a few years ago, and then gave that book to me. I can't remember what is it called about the. Uh, you know when you die, the what is it called? Do you know that book of stories are the stories of the oh, uh, some. Some Tales of the Afterlife. Yeah, man. That book's fucking amazing. It's a very, very short book, but it was just ideas of what would happen when you die. And it was... The the spectrum of stories within that book were just fucking mm. mind-blowing. Like, you could read one and think about it for weeks on end. It's uh, a very good book. Yeah, a very, very, very good book. And I would absolutely recommend anyone... What was it called? Stories of the Afterlife. Who was it by? Yeah, some. Um, oh, Christ. Uh, I don't know if I've still got it knocking around on my bookshelf here. One second. It's only... It's a relatively... Sh- it's a short... Sto- it's a book of short stories. That's so a thin book. One second. Um, I think I've got your coffee, Dan. It's in the garage. You might have my coffee because I can't see it here immediately. It's a very thin book. But... Uh, Quite being, it was a very good book. I can, I can Google it's it. Probably one second. like one of the best books I've ever read. Stories. Stories. Strangely enough, although it sounds like really weird, but it's the first book I purchased for myself to read. Like uh, David Eagleman. I was just about to say that. I just googled it. David because I, I, I had. Uh, 
I'd watched films, I'd, you know, I'd um, watched series of things, but I'd never actually sat down and read a whole book. So I thought I'd start in lightly and I, I, I did some research and there's a lot of positive feedback about this book. And it had just come out at the time, um, which it makes it sound like uh, <laughs> I've only just learned to read because it came out in 2009. But it was the first book... It was the first book I kind of bought out of the blue, just completely random on a tangent that I purchased and sat down and read cover to cover for a long time. And it was a, it was a really it's a really weird read because it's almost like um, I suppose you could say borderline. It, it's for it, borderline religious slash kind of scientific it's, it's, agno- I think agnostic. Say, like, I, I don't know. If, well, it's, it's conceptual, isn't it? It's, it's a, a book of ideas. Hmm. It's purely a book of ideas on a particular subject, and that subject is after death it's not life after death it's just after death and it's just someone yeah some of the there was one or two of them i remember reading and thinking i thought that before that was fucking not exactly spot on but pretty close to what i was thinking but also there's another 20 different stories where you're like fucking hell yeah no i never thought of that i like i personally like the idea i like the idea of uh social media and out of office emails so to speak where um, in the future, there's so much automation in social media and emails where when you pass, you don't know if someone's actually alive or dead because there's so much automatic responsiveness that you can preset that it's near enough impossible to yeah, know to, if anyone's actually alive or dead. Whether that person's still alive or not. They're one of the ones that, uh, I mean, that, I'll, I wouldn't use that as an example for the book because I think that's one of the you very few unique ones where it's not so much life after death, but what happens after death. But um, when I was younger, I used to think, wouldn't it be cool if when you die, you get given, you know, the grand B and beyond gives you a stat card. It's like, this is uh, how much water you drank. This is how much skin you shed. This is how, this is in kilograms, how many bogeys you picked from your nose. This is in kilograms, how much you pissed. This And so how, how, how much in kilograms or length you had uh, cut your nails um how much your hair grew in your entire life um like in meters like those sort of things and then there was one like um yeah this isn't a spoiler but like one of the stories is um someone goes they die and they go into a huge hall with marble floors and big columns and there's people waiting around and there's food and drink and there's people around you can sit and converse with them and the idea is that you come through one door and eventually go out the back door but you can't go through the back door until the last person alive with your memory in them dies. So, say for example, you die tomorrow, you might have children, you might have grandchildren, and those grandchildren have spoken about you with their friends, and their friends have spoken about it. So it could be like six generations, you could be waiting there for like a hundred, three, four hundred So you can only die when you're absolutely, truly forgotten about. Exactly, but then there are other characters in this hallway that you're meeting, like Genghis Khan, and... Adolf Hitler and <laughs> like these and Albert Einstein and Isaac Newton just sitting there waiting to be forgotten so that they can move on <laughs> to their, their progression. That that particular one stuck out with me. I really oh, enjoyed yeah, that it's one. a good story, man. It's a good idea. But it's that, good. that it's was a good just one of train them. Of thought. Yeah, I think there's like forty odd stories, like of all different types of ilk. Every single story is completely different. And absolutely entertaining and like thought provoking, not to like sound like a fucking thought provoking, but like really each one, like I say, you could literally read one and think about it for a week, weeks on end. It's it's an amazing book, yeah. 
check that yeah. out. And this film, when it was described to me, I was like, oh man, it's going to be on par with that. It was to a degree, but nowhere near. Like, I don't want to be again like, oh, fucking buy a record, not the CD, but like, read that book because this film was just one of those stories. It was a good film, but <clears throat> that eh. fucking book's blown yeah. my mind. It was absolutely fucking very uh, thought provoking book, wasn't it? It did. Uh, yeah, man. It did really leave a mark after In actual it. fact, the reason you ain't got it is because I'm pretty sure I got it in Santa Barbara. I got it in Brazil. That's cool, man. It's a small book. I can I can replicate another one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got absolutely zero physical attachment to that item, Dan. So do what do what you will. Cock. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> do you want to fucking call it a day or what, Dan? I'm sick of talking to you. Yeah, man. On this, the eve of my birthday, I will uh, call this. I, I, I am T minus what one hour and eight minutes as of recording away from being from where I'm 34. sitting your five hours and eight minutes but whatever yeah but my the the anchor point of my birth is static here in England and oh, yeah. so whether you're sure whether whether that, the yeah. well your uh, observation of time is arbitrary I'm still point pinpointed to the same moment regardless of how you recognize it so very well very well we'll go with yours well, it's all about observation meantime, man. Manuel, i would like to say happy birthday to yourself i'd like to say congratulations to andy and emma email us facebook us twitter us not gonna uh, is there any point us doing this we can go through the motions of saying uh, emotions thanks for listening but if you people. if you really want to contact us email us at uh, dan what's the email 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 10 forward email i wonder i wonder if anyone's tried t- uh emailing Email at ten for the whole word. Yeah, yeah, thousands of them, Dan. Thousands. Yeah, of them. Um, yeah I think I think there must be. That have got it wrong. Is email e m a i l ten t e n third f w d. So that's e m a i l t e n f w d at gmail dot com. However, I doubt anyone gives a shit. Um, Facebook, whatever. <laughs> Dan, you got the Twitter. Twitter. Uh, the Twitter Twitter handle, the handle for Twitter. Uh, it's simple. If you really want to be point, uh, if you really want to be a part of the non-stop Twitter action that is Ten Forward, you simply have to look for the Twitter handle at Ten Forward O. That's T E N F W D O. That's capital T, capital O. I don't know if it's case sensitive. I don't care. Uh, at Ten Forward O. O is inofficial. Done. Yeah. Well, that's not very nice, is it? No, but not life. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. (laughs) Click. Life isn't fair. Click, click, click. Right, yeah, (laughs) ciao.